Welcome, everybody, to episode two of the slightly rebranded Spoonie Celtic show. I got an interesting one for you. It's going to be pretty stat heavy, so if you have an opportunity to watch it on YouTube, please do, because they'll all be jumping up on your screen as I go through. But if you're listening on audio, that's cool, too. I'm going to walk through these stats nice and slow for you. So what I'm talking about today is... There's been a lot of talk about the Celtics defense being absolutely insane. And with good reason, it's been absolutely insane. In fact, prior to that Pistons game, there was a bigger gap between the Celtics and the number two Mavs in defensive rating than there was between the Mavs and the number nine Cavs. That's a mouthful, Mavs, Cavs, huh? Rhyming early, I'm hot right now. Uh, Since the new year in 2022. So the Celtics are an order of magnitude better than just about any other team on defense. But another interesting thing is since 1231, and that's a key date that I'm going to use this entire podcast. That's, you know, how we have V-Day for World War II. I don't know if you're familiar with Watchmen, the show, comic, or movie. They have Vietnam Victory Day, VVD. Well, we have SVD as Celtics fans, and that's 1231, Suns Victory Day. No, I looked it up. It's not also an STD, so we're covered there too. That is 1231, Suns Victory Day. We went in, we beat the shit out of the Suns. No Tatum. They didn't have Aiton, but, you know, kind of a wash. They might not have had a Chris Paul either, but that's when the team really, we're moving the ball, and we're playing crazy defense, and since then, we've gone 17-7, and so... Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Alrighty, so what I'm going to talk about today is the offense. Unequivocally, the offense is performing a lot better. And I hear a lot of talk. Oh, they're moving the ball. They're playing the right way. Blah, 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 blah. But are they? Because I think you could make an argument. They're not really playing that much different. They're just making shots now. But the numbers do tell a bit of the story. So I'm going to break this down in two parts for you. First, I'm going to attack the passing stats. I think that's probably the key focus of everyone is they say, oh, pass. They got to pass, pass, pass. Need to pass more. Great. We'll look at that. We'll see if they actually are passing more. If You know, our eye test is just focusing on, hey, we're making shots now. So we remember the good things, right? And the second thing I'm going to talk about is the foundation of any high efficiency offense. And that's our shot profile. And if you know anything about me in my writing or on the Celtics Reddit pod, I think the foundation, I'm a Maury Ball guy. You want open catch and shoot threes or open threes, period. And you want looks at the rim. So we're going to look at whether or not this supposed uptick in passing has actually led to more open threes, especially catch and shoot. And if it's led to more open looks at the rim. So, what accounts for this jump? Let's move to chart number one here that I've titled Passing. Huh? Pretty good. Pretty clever, right? So, like I said, there's a lot of info on these charts. I'm going to move through them very slowly. If you are listening at home or in your car, it doesn't really matter. If you're listening and not on YouTube, I've got a three-column chart here. The first column's just the stat. Then we've got the start of the season until 1230 And then from SVD, Suns Victory Day, to where we're at now, the All-Star break. First stat, offensive rating. From the start to 1230, 107.8. 
22nd in the league. Doo-doo. We were trash at offense from the start of the season till 1230. Suns victory day till now. Big jump. 114.0. Solid ninth place in that time frame. Pretty friggin' good. Top 10 offense and obviously by far the number one defense. And it ain't close. Okay, that's kind of our foundational number. We know the offense is better, but why? Passes per game. Start of the season, 287.1. Good for 12th in the NBA. Not bad. We were passing quite a bit. Suns victory day till now, 303.5. That's 5th in the NBA. So... At the beginning of the season, you heard all this talk. We don't pass. All we do is ISO. Blah, blah, blah. We were top half in passes per game. We've notched it that up quite a bit, and now we're fifth. Okay? So that's... We are really, really passing the ball. Definitely passing the ball more. The next question is, does that actually lead to anything? Right? I mean, you can pass it 30 times in a possession if Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown stand next to each other and just toss it back and forth like they're playing patty cake that's easy crank those numbers up right that's not what matters so we're fifth in the league in passing since sun's victory day what the hell does that actually mean all right so let's find out assists per game 22.6 which was 22nd okay this time after svd 25.2 so an increase of roughly two and a half That's 11th in that time frame. So, okay, more passes leading to more assists. That's good. But that doesn't necessarily mean we're generating the type of shots that create good offense, right? It could just be Tatum's obviously shooting better. Brown, not so much. Grant Williams, don't miss. He never has. May, never will. Does it necessarily mean those passes are leading to open shots? No, we will get there. Now, here's where it gets kind of interesting. Here's where it gets weird. Potential assists. 45.8. Bang average, just like me in every way. 45.8 potential assists, which is 15th in that first half of the season, right? Well, in the second half of the season, that goes down by one to 44.8 good for 25th so takeaway we are generating fewer potential assists what the hell is a potential assist okay that is a pass that leads directly to a shot so i hit you with a pass you immediately take a shot that's potential assist whether it goes in or not kind of runs counter to the narrative right everyone's talking like oh we're passing more creating better looks Well, these passes aren't actually leading to more shots off of them. That kind of makes me think maybe that increase in passing is artificial. I don't know. We'll see. Assist percentage. I'm not going to rip these numbers off. Just know that's jumped 4%. Pretty good. Uh, So that's nice. Jump 4%, which makes sense. We've got two and a half more assists, give or take, per game. And then the assist for turnover ratio... That's jumped a whopping 0.1. It was actually pretty good. Uh, but we've actually gotten better at assist to turnover ratio. 
and gotten worse amongst the league. So we were at 19th in the first half, and now we're 22nd, even though our assist-to-turnover ratio has improved. And that's actually pretty common, kind of a quirk of the NBA, is that offenses tend to turn it over less as the season goes on. Um, You know, it's easier to come out and play good defense. Don't tell the Celtics this, but it's easier to come out and play good defense at the beginning of the season, right? You don't have to work out the kinks in the offense your handle doesn't have to come back you know you aren't trying to get the jumper back so um that's a little quirky but that's you know i think pretty common okay so our takeaways are celtics are definitely passing more and they're making more shots off of those passes but those passes are generating fewer shots okay we can't really take much away from that but Let's move to who is passing more. I mean, if these passes are coming from Grant Williams, kind of might make sense why they're not leading to more shots, right? It's probably bailout passes, although Grant has some nice... He's, he's kicked it up. He's making some plays sometimes, but regardless, you get my point is that the narrative is really, well, the Jays are passing more. Oh, they've changed. They're not ISOing anymore. Is that true? All right, well, let's move it on. So if you're on YouTube, you'll see the whole chart, but all I'm going to do is just run through the difference for all these players. And I'm going through these guys in order of minutes they play, not whether they've increased their passing in the second half of the season. So I'm just looking at the raw passes per game of our top six minutes getters. And that's from the start to 12.30 and then SVD to all-star break. What is that difference? Jalen, oh my God, Jalen Tatum. (laughs) Jason Tatum, he's passing almost four more times a game. That's pretty significant. I mean, one pass a quarter doesn't seem like nothing, but if the difference is instead of a pass, it's a jump shot or a turnover, that extra pass is a pretty big deal. I mean, that's a good thing. Jalen, even bigger jump. He's passing 5.1 more times per game. Again, that's a lot, especially high usage guys like that. I mean, generally, that's the difference between them taking two or three extra shots a game, and instead they're moving the ball, getting their teammates involved. That's a good thing. Smart, very minimal, 1.3. That's probably a statistical anomaly. I mean, that could just be him playing a few, you know, he's played a few more minutes, I don't think that's really can take much away from that. Here's the big one. Here's the exciting one. Time Lord. Plus 8.6 passes a game. I mean, that's the difference between a dude who's a tertiary part of your offense to a guy who's actually getting touches and being asked to make plays. And I think we're seeing that on the offensive end a lot. Rob feels a lot more involved than the beginning of the offense, and that's especially the case if you look at this second number I'm about to rip off for you. Horford, he's passing seven and a half times fewer over the second half of the season. So I made a lot of complaints at the beginning of the year. Like, I didn't like double bigs because it felt like Rob did nothing on offense. He was, like, in the dunker spot while Al's running the pick and roll, and it's like, what are we doing here, man? We got the best lob threat in the league who can also pass out of the short roll and you're running pick and pops with Al Horford shooting 29% for the... What are we doing? Now, Al's just sitting in the corner shooting 36% in the last 20 games or so from three. 
And Time Lord is a much bigger piece of the offense. And guess what? We're doing way better. Can you fucking believe that? No, me neither. Your third best player is doing more stuff. That's a good thing. Great job, Emudoka. I appreciate Ime. I'm sorry. I mispronounced that. Anyway, so Rob, huge increase in passing. Tatum, pretty significant. Jalen, even bigger. And then Time Lord, massive jump. Horford, big drop off. He's just not involved as much. And lo and behold, things have been better. Love you, Al. Uh, and then Grant Williams, one less pass a game. That smart must have stolen that one pass, and now he's taking it. That's oh, that's okay. We don't want Grant passing. We want him shooting corner threes all day. Okay, so that's the passing for our players. So our best players are passing more. Rob Williams seemingly seems to be a bigger part of the offense. We're getting more assists. And we're passing more. Okay, that's pretty good data to support that. Something's changed. Something has changed. So next, our most important thing is, does that change matter, right? Because if you're just passing for no reason, you're not passing to pressure the defense, what's the point? You're not playing better offense. You're just playing slightly different shitty offense, right? So what I'm going to look at next is the shot profile. And I've got two more charts for you on this one, and I will try and walk through these slowly. So, okay, shot profile. First, let's get it out of the way here. I'll move through these quick. We're shooting, we've improved our field goal percentage 3.3% in the second half of the year here. That's good for sixth in the NBA in field goal percentage in the second half. We are 23rd of the first half. We were doo-doo. And now we have one of the best field goal percentages in the league. Speaking of doo-doo, we've increased our three-point three field goal percent by 2.8%, right? Okay, so we've jumped almost 3% in field goal and in three-point field goal percentage, right? And there's obviously some overlap there uh, because three-point field goals are field goals. Uh, so we were 24th in the league in the first half of the season shooting threes. We're 11th in the second half. Very fine. That is totally fine for a team that shoots this good a defense. Okay. So that must mean this passing's working, right, Spoonie? We're generating more open threes. Oh, isn't that awesome? Well, okay. We're averaging almost the exact same number of threes total. Like, not statistically significant difference. Actually, slightly fewer, but... A lot of blowouts. You know, I'm not worried about that. I don't think that means anything. Here's also where it gets interesting. We're actually generating less open and wide open threes than we were in the beginning of the year. Again, it's pretty minimal numbers. We're shooting fewer open threes, fewer wide open threes, fewer catch and shoot threes all in the second half of the season. All of those are at about one less a game. Open threes is 0.4 less. So basically the same number, but one less wide open, one less catch and shoot three. So that passing is not leading to more open shots. What it is doing, well, rather, it's not leading to more open shots, but we are hitting our open shots a lot better. We're shooting... A blistering 35.1% on catch-and-shoot threes in the second half of the season, okay? That's good for 23rd. Woo! 
Sadly, that's an improvement because in the first half of the season, we were shooting 20, we were 28th in catch and shoot three point field goal percentage. 28th. It's like us in the Pistons just injuring backboards. I think there might be fans with black eyes coming out of these games from the first half of the season. That's terrible. It's honestly a miracle we were 500 shooting that bad from three. I mean, good Lord. Um, So take away from this. All of that passing is not leading to more open shots. Or rather, it's not leading to more open threes. So I think part of this narrative that oh, the Celtics are playing so different. You know, everybody's touching the ball. Tatum's changed, blah, blah, A little bit. They're being more active passers, but it's not leading to the best shot in other than a dunk, of course, or a layup. It's not leading to the best shot in basketball, right? It's not leading to catch and shoot open threes. So is this offensive approval? I mean, is it just regression to the mean where all our guys were shooting I mean, smart shot 25% from three for like three or four weeks to start the season, right? Now he's shooting pretty well. I think he's like 37% in the new year or something like that. I mean, that alone might account for this, right? So is our offense really that different when you sit down and look at these three-point numbers? Maybe not. Maybe not. Or, dun-dun-dun, is it? Okay. Here's the interesting stuff. And I think the stuff that really proves Rob Williams has been made a bigger part of this offense. He's a more important part of this offense in the second half of the season. And that has been a great, great thing for this team. Okay. Shot profile chart number two. Like I said, foundational points of an efficient NBA offense. Open catch and shoot threes. Getting to the rim, rim shots. We are actually averaging fewer drives per game than we were at the beginning of the season, right? Oh, Tatum's attacking the rim now. I actually think he's been attacking the rim all season. He's just not been able to finish shit until recently. We're averaging five less drives a game. Five! That's a lot. We went from 50 to 45 drives per game in the second half of the season. All the while, our offense looks much better. That's kind of weird. We're taking about the same number of field goal attempts off those drives. 20 now was 20 and a half. So basically the same number of field goal attempts on those drives. There's no significant difference. Slightly higher percentage. So we're passing less out of drives, actually. Taking a a higher percentage of those drives end up in shots, right? But, you know, basically shooting the same number of times. When we do drive. Okay. Now here we go. We are shooting better when we drive. About 3.5% increase in field goal percentage on our drives, right? So we're 47% field goal percentage on drives in the first half, 14th in the league. Second half, 50.5% on drives. Pretty good. 50% on drives, pretty damn good. 10th in the league. Okay. So... That tells me that maybe the lanes are a little more open. Tells me that Tatum's probably finishing over contests a lot better. Jalen's probably excellent, as per usual. Field goal attempts from zero to five feet. 
literally the exact same 26.4 field goal attempts in that zero to five foot range we are averaging the exact same number of attempts however this is important field goal percentage from zero to five feet how well are the celtics shooting when they actually attempt the shot from zero to five feet aka the money zone which is not that's a weird thing to call it that I've never called it before, but I'm rolling with it. How are we shooting in the money zone? First half of the season, adequate. 63.7%, right? Good for 10th in the league. Second half of the season, 67.5%. An increase of almost 4%. Good for second in the NBA over that time. I call that the Rob Williams dunk a lot stat, right? Pretty easy to shoot a high percentage when you're dunking on everyone like Rob does. So even though we're not shooting more around the rim, we're shooting way better around the rim. And you know, a lob to Rob, that is not a drive, right? That's not going to go down as a drive. So I think, you know, Rob's entry into being a bigger part of the offense not only just him dunking but him being a passer i think it probably can account for a lot of that increase i'll talk a little bit more when i go through when i kind of sum up here okay so and finally last number we're scoring two more transition points a game in the second half of the season we still suck 22nd in transition points per game uh as a team in the second half of the season Better than we were 27th in the first half. And for a young athletic team, that's a travesty. That is pathetic. But so in the second half, we're scoring two more transition points a game. Transition points are usually layups and dunks. Although sometimes people shoot a lot of threes in transition now. So I don't think you can account for that big 4% jump in 0 to 5 foot field goal percentage. I don't think transition explains it or at least doesn't completely explain it. So what does? I do think that a big part of it is simply Tatum is just finishing around the rim better. He has a huge usage. He takes a lot of shots and a lot of them. I mean, he leads the team in drives per game. He's the guy shooting the most around the rim. And if he's going to stop biffing every open layup he gets, I mean, that number for the team is going to be affected quite a bit. But I think that passes that Rob's throwing, the fact that he's a bigger part of the offense, that's going to open up those lanes for Tatum. That's going to open up those lanes for Jalen. When you have that lob threat and you're running a pick and roll, the big can't totally commit to you in the same way, right? You can't, it's, you want to trap Jason Tatum on a pick and roll, he can find Rob Rob can make a great pass out of the short roll to a corner shooter, and then we swing, swing, and get that kind of drive and kick flow going where the offense just looks really, really pretty, and it just makes these guys, their lives so much easier. It's just so much easier to finish, right, when the defense is in rotation and you've got a mismatch. And, I mean, the numbers just simply do not show we're not generating more open threes. So those passes are leading to something, right? I mean, unequivocally, we're finishing better at the rim and our passing's gone up. I don't think you can just straight up say that's a coincidence. I mean, the way these guys have been playing, I think there's been a lot of drive and kick, or rather, 
There's not been a ton of drive and kick, but they're running the pick and roll a lot better. Seems like Tatum's hitting the roll man a lot better. He's passing out of doubles a lot better. And when they have to trap Tatum, when he's got to pass out of a double team like that, you're playing four on three with the other guys. And clearly Rob has been put in a position where he's been asked to pick that apart, and he has. And Smart, he's always passed a lot. He still passes a lot. And he's been great doing that too. I mean, you get him the ball in space against three defenders, he's going to find the open guy. And even if the numbers don't totally show it, the offense, it's, it's a, let me, let me take a step back. The numbers can't really account for this. When you're passing more and your teammates are touching the ball and the role players are touching the ball and they feel like a bigger part of the offense, it's a hell of a lot easier to make shots, right? That's why it seems like the Warriors always have these random dudes who can make threes, right? Like Andrew Wiggins all of a sudden shooting the lights out. When you move the ball, when guys get the ball, they get to touch it, it's a lot, it's simpler, it's better. You just feel more empowered, right? You feel more confident. You feel better in your ability to make shots. You need to touch the ball a little bit. I think that's part of why Jay Rich had a big renaissance here. His usage tanked when he went to the Mavs, dropped off a cliff. His touches dropped off a cliff. He was running less pick and roll. All, he was a much higher percentage of his offense were catch and shoot. And he's just not that type of guy, right? We let him do some of that stuff. We let him run pick and roll. We made him a part of the offense, and it really paid off for us. I mean, he had a great season until we traded him for Derek White, who's looked phenomenal uh, for the most part, other than his shooting. <laughs> but So I do think simply passing more, even if it's not directly turning into a tangible increase in open threes is going to help your team out just by the nature of getting all these role players involved and building their confidence. And I think that uptick in three-point percentage can account for the fact that these guys are seeing more of the ball. In addition, in addition, a big part of that is Tatum and Smart and Horford are shooting a lot closer to their normal three-point percentage. Uh, So that obviously helps. Although it looks like Derek White might be... (laughs) He's doing his best to drag that team three-point percentage down a little bit, but that's okay. We forgive you, Derek. So overall, Judge Junie, (laughs) Judge Dwayne Spoody mixed with Judge Judy. (laughs) That's a scary thought. That'd be a beautiful woman, I'm sure. Judge Junie's verdict is that I do think they're playing differently. I do think it's had a positive effect. I'm just not sure if they're playing nearly as differently on offense as everyone thinks. I think that really part of this is the fact we're just making shots now. I think Tatum got a bad rap at the beginning of the year. Was he ISOing too much? Yes. But he's he's toned it down, but it's not like he never ISOs. It's just that he's scoring better now when he ISOs. It's just that guys are hitting shots more often when he finds them with them, right? So that goes a long way to making everything look a hell of a lot better. Okay, so that was a 
that was a terrible verdict. <laughs> that was like if the jury came out and like, is he guilty or innocent? Well, your honor, who's to say <laughs> you, the jury. So I will say the verdict is in. We are playing differently, but you know, it's not first degree different. It's like manslaughter different. <laughs> it's a little bit different, not completely different. So um, that is where we're at. Anyway, it is all star break. I've got a quick bet for you. Jalen Green, dunk contest, book it. I'm going to put my $10 of life savings on that. I'm telling you, man, he's winning that thing. And uh, if he doesn't, Ben, I need you to cut this part out of the YouTube and re-upload the video after the dunk contest. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Uh, All right. So thanks to everyone. The reception on the first episode was awesome. I appreciate it. I'm more than open. Like I said, this show is kind of a moving target for me. It's just something I want to do and see where it goes. If this one was too stats heavy for you, I totally understand. Please let me know. Um, I really want feedback. If you think it sucked, I want to know that. If you think it was great, I definitely want. Please tell me that more than one time. That would be awesome. Uh, So, yeah, that's where we're at with the show check it out on youtube rate and subscribe uh celtics reddit podcast youtube you can follow me at w spoonie and then of course at celtic reddit podcast uh for all your celtic reddit needs um all right so i'm gonna wrap this one up r.i.p to my grill she's not gonna make it unfortunately but until next time spoonie out